One, two, one, two, one, two, one, come on. Hello and welcome once again to a jam-packed Nasser Alexander Kuchecki Studios. The Right Hosh, Season 2, Episode, I believe, 12. Lost count, doesn't matter. We've done enough great shows to where the numbers stop mattering. Luke Ned Carney, Alex Thompson, Rob Jordan here with you. And we're joined by a special guest today. We are going to the continent of Europe. We're skipping over the Farmers League in France and we're going to hear a little bit of a German football talk today. Not in German, in, in English, but and we have a Bayern Munich fan, our first German club fan on the, the, the show. Please welcome Austin Friend. Austin, how's it going? Great. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you coming on, taking time out of your busy schedule of shooting pool and whatever else to uh, to um, uh, come on. Come on the right. Ho- right. Hosh here. I almost said the right hash. That's that's the American football show. The right. Hosh our bi-weekly or, or close to it EPL show. I have a lot to get to on the injury front for Liverpool. Alex is probably not in the best mood after uh, the Man City draw that felt like a loss to Chelsea and then Rob and Austin and probably Alex will talk some Champions League. I'm going to be sitting that part out because Liverpool is not in the Champions League, but we will start indeed with what we normally start with. And that is Rob Jordan's Portsmouth FC update. Rob, how have uh, how has Pompey been doing since we last talked? Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I think they really have been listening to the right hosh recently. Uh, you know, their, their form was poor uh, after Christmas going into the new year. Uh, they've really bounced back uh, since our last podcast. Three fantastic victories uh, going all the way up to Carlisle, the last town you get before you cross the border into Scotland, the place where they shag sheep. Uh, winning 1-0, uh, then going to Cambridge United, winning 3-1, and uh, then winning at home at Fratton Park in front of the Fratton Faithful, 4-1, absolute demolishing of Reading. Uh, so things are looking great for the Pompey Sailors. Uh, still sitting on top of League One uh, with 72 points. Uh, Derby County, fun fact, uh, the oldest historical club in England. It was the first professional uh, football club there. Uh, Darby sitting in second with a game in hand at 66 points. And Bolton, again, three games in hand. I don't know what these guys are doing, but uh, thankfully we did get a blessing. Uh, they drew their last game. Uh, so just getting one point out of there. So even if they win all three of those matches, getting nine points, they're currently at 63 points. They would only be tied with us, and we have the advantage on goal differential. So uh, all smiles over here. Uh, the cannons from HMS Victory are shooting off in the Portsmouth Harbor. And uh, great day to be a sailor. Fuck the scummers. And speaking of the scummers, the fucking scummers, I am with you there, Rob, because Liverpool has drawn the scummers in the fifth round of the FA Cup at Anfield, February 28th at 3 o'clock Eastern time bolted in front of bolted in front of a uh, a television ready to knock off the most hated team in the whole country of England absolutely i hope they get clop rocked let's go red <laughs> not as not as much time for uh 
for Jurgen Klopp to uh to to do that as he will be leaving Liverpool at the end of the uh the end of the the season. If you uh, missed Rob's bold prediction of where Jurgen Klopp will end up, check out our our last show. Um, that was that was real fun to have that dropped uh kind of as a surprise. Rob didn't really uh, brief us on that, but um before I, I get into Liverpool, Alex, how, how are you doing tonight? This is a uh, this is I just want to get everybody everybody situated before I dive into the laundry list of injuries uh that that my team has suffered. Yeah, man, we're good. Uh, just watched the Hurricanes double up the Blackhawks tonight, so uh, we're already in a sportsing mood. Uh, excited to talk about a lower-scoring sport, uh, at least if you're City last weekend, it was lower-scoring. Hasn't been super low-scoring for Liverpool. 4-1 uh, to one over Brentford on Saturday, 3-1 to one over Burnley the Saturday before that. Um, those were the two EPL matches, the only two matches they've played since that loss to uh, to Arsenal uh, at at the Emirates before we uh, we or right before our last show, which uh, I did while on vacation. That was that was pretty fun. We play Luton Town next at Anfield. That's a, a game we really need to win. We talked we kind of we talked last show and we talk a, a you know kind of most every show about how you've got to not play with your food, take care of the teams you're supposed to take care of, beat who you're supposed to beat, and then you know the the big games count for the same as that with a matchup for us in three weeks looming against Alex's citizens. Um, but just to go down the list of recent injuries that, that happened before and during the, uh, the Burnley game. Um, well, we're still waiting on the, uh, the Joel Matip is out. It's an ACL ruptured ATL a- ACL. He'll be out till next season. Uh, Diogo Jota as in, in, in the, in the, uh, in the words of Jurgen Klopp, Diogo looks probably the worst. I didn't see it back, but I heard the pictures didn't look great as well. And his potential return date, according to premierinjuries.com, is April 13th. So a couple more months without him. Uh, about a month without Trent Alexander-Arnold due to a knee injury. And the, the the hardest, the couple of hardest ones for me the, recently have been Dominic Sobeschlei, who wasn't a, wasn't a huge injury. They expect him back for the FA Cup game, or excuse me, for the Carabao Cup game against Chelsea. Um, and Curtis Jones went down in the Burnley game. He had really come on in the absence of Mo Salah, uh, who I'll mention in a second. But he got a knock on knock on his his leg. Um, he he's looks like he's going to be good for the next game, but he's currently not a hundred percent. Same with Darwin Nunez. Took a little bit of a bump in that game, um, and probably the worst. Uh, Allison Becker. Uh, he pulled out of a training session uh, on on Friday, um, and Jurgen Klopp said that's really not cool. It's a muscle. We don't know how serious it is yet. Um, and I, I'm of the belief that if there was any good news to share, it would be shared um, and no return date for Allison. The one positive is Mo Salah's back. He scored in, in the last game, but he wasn't supposed to play in that game. He, he he was supposed to be resting, but just pressed into action because of injury. And now it's, this is where Jurgen Klopp really is going to earn his money as, and possibly an audition for uh, a big job in the future because he's going to have to go deep into his uh into his dressing room here and into his bench and find more guys who have stepped up because Curtis Jones is a guy who has really stepped up Dominic Schobeschlei stepped up in the absence of you know the big striker Mo Salah but now you have to to those guys who aren't at 100 percent and it's just more of the same for Liverpool and I'm, I'm frankly I'm impressed they keep winning the way that they're winning uh with all these guys hurt because at a certain point it's like this is like most of our lineup. Yeah, you, you have the hope that you haven't rushed Salah back uh, as a uh, fan, fan of a team that rushed its star player back uh, last year in the Champions League, uh, lost Kevin De Bruyne for most of the summer, rushed him back before the Premier League season. He got hurt again and was out for you know the 
the entire Premier League season until a couple of weeks ago. Um, get those guys at that age, it, you know, you, you have to be really careful with them. So you, you have to hope that he's able to uh, avoid re-injuring or uh, that being kind of a gateway to uh, maybe a lesser but additional nagging injury. Um, otherwise, I, I agree. They've been doing a good job um, with – you know, kind of the, the the mash unit that they've had to rush out there the last couple of weeks. Uh, it, it surely hasn't hurt them uh, in the goal scoring area. And, may, you know, maybe losing Salah for a couple of weeks uh, turns out to be a little bit of a blessing as you had to find other ways to win. And then you had ways to win. You, you actually were able to do it this time. Uh, whereas in years past, it hasn't, you know, it hasn't quite worked out. There was never that that secondary or tertiary scorer step up in an absence of a guy like that. Yeah, and it's going to be up to Kevin Kelleher in the in the goal now. He played pretty well against Burnley, but you know that was Burnley, and we've got some tougher opponents coming up. Um, you know, I think Chelsea's in the F, in the FA Cup is a step up from that. Um, you know, Southampton probably not, but then you know you you've got um, City looming in a few weeks, so you just just hope our 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 backstop back there is is good for that. But like I said, no return I can... date. You know, no return date. Um, given by Jurgen Klopp or this training staff. So we're still just kind of in the dark there. Just have to hope he's not Helen Kelleher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, it was a pretty pedestrian, uh, pedestrian couple of weeks on the field for, uh, for Liverpool. I'm uh, nothing to complain about with these wins other than the injuries, which I just kind of complained about, but um, yeah, man, Kevin, Kevin Kelleher going to be this, have the spotlight on him. Um, and just, I, I just, I, we really need to take down the scummers, man. That That's just, that's it's going to be priority number one for the right ha- the right Hosh crew. Excellent, yeah, and that that kind of leads me into uh, you know what city's been up to. Um, I, I guess I'll just rip the bandaid off and talk about the draw to Chelsea. Uh, second time we've drawn them this year, and going into the match, it's actually it, it's what it's what I thought was most likely. Um, just because it we we have not played well against them recently, and. Two thirds of their attack are, you know, recent city players who re- really want to prove something at the Etihad. And uh, Raheem Sterling notched the first goal. Their attack, uh, their counterattack type of play, uh, t- completely shredded us. Uh, it's the exact type of offense we don't want to be playing against because uh, we play such a high line. I mean, Ruben Diaz was up in the midfield sometimes, and. Kanji was playing the pivot. I honestly, I'm not quite sure what Pep was doing, but far be it for me to question him. Um, it they're they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to make some sort of alteration against these these heavy counter teams. And uh, we, we play against Brentford this weekend with Ivan Tony, who is uh, one of the premier counter strikers in this league. Um, and that these are the games I talked about it last show. You know, the 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 games against United, the games against Liverpool, Arsenal. Of course, you want to win those. I, I flip a coin, and if you win half of them, you're good. But it's it's these games against Brentford, against Wolves, against Fulham, that if you're drawing and losing points there, that's what loses you the Premier League. And I, I, I almost put Chelsea in the same category, except for that they just – they play to their value against us. And part of that's our fault, but part of it is that there has just been so much – inbreeding between these two clubs in terms of you know players switching back and forth you know Kevin De Bruyne a former Chelsea player there has been so much back and forth between these squads that there's just kind of that little bit of extra rivalry there uh and Ch- Chelsea has done really really well against us this season um glad glad we're out of there you know gl- glad we don't have them again 
I don't. I still don't think they're a very good squad, but they just played really well against us. Uh, Holland had one of the worst games I've ever seen him have. Just three absolute chip shot headers right in front of goal, and he misses all three of them. I, inexplicable. Don't know how. Haven't seen him miss those before. Um, going to need him to get back into form because he doesn't have anything else to offer. As much as I hate to say it, Erling Holland is a very one-dimensional player at this stage in his career. Uh, he's he's just a moving backboard, and if he isn't able to, uh, you know, kind of get those tip ins, he he's useless. He he isn't agile. He's not good with the ball at his feet. So we have to have him scoring there, or we are just wasting our number nine, uh, where we could have. Uh, you know, Julian Alvarez playing up top uh, that brings us a little bit more creativity, a little bit more balance to the offense. Um, so it should be interesting. We'll get Stones back. We didn't have him. Um, I, I don't have too much else to say. We're missing Jack Grealish. We're missing Yasko Vardial for the next couple of games, uh, or at least Brentford and Burnmouth. Uh, that, that's pretty important because Akanji is not quite the quality that uh, Gvardiol is right now. Um so it hurts missing him. I like Daku. Uh, so missing Jack isn't too big, but just not having the squad depth at this point in the season uh, is not something that you want. But we pretty much have everyone back. Bernardo Silva worked back into the game last week. Um, and then the best CDM in the world, Rodri, stole us a, a goal there at the end uh, of, of the Chelsea match to bring us a draw instead of a flat-out loss. Um, and in front of us, like I said, we got Brentford. This is our game in hand game. So uh, after this, we will be caught up to games played with everyone else. Um, then we play Burnmouth on Saturday. Uh, and then a week from uh, tomorrow, we have Luton in the uh, uh, FA Cup. So that's at Kenilworth Road. So basically, we're just going to a stadium that's in a neighborhood. Uh, that'll be interesting. I haven't I, I kind of want to go there just because like all the entrances are just between people's houses. It seems very built into the neighborhood uh pretty cool um and then of course we have uh champions league that i think we will talk about in the second half of this show but um I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this season pans out I, I i still think city of the team i'm backing to win this thing seeing them come from this distance plenty of times um i, I will say arsenal and liverpool are playing better uh at this point in the season than they were the last couple of times we've had a race come down but uh, I, I still I still back City having a healthy Holland, healthy De Bruyne. I think they find uh, the groove eventually, and you know may, maybe injuries from you guys. I, I, I'm more worried about Arsenal, just the way they've been pouring it on recently, honestly. Uh, and I, I know Rob is excited to talk about them, so we'll move ahead uh, from the blue side of Manchester to the red side of London. Absolutely, yeah, we're. Uh... We definitely remember last year. Um, we know how much that hurt to uh, give up that lead in the title race. So, um, I mean, the, the guys who come back really fired back uh, since our uh, thrilling 3-1 uh, win over Liverpool. Uh, we've had a couple fantastic wins, absolutely smoking the ham at West Ham away, uh, putting six goals in the net behind Areola, their goalkeeper, a.k.a. Titty Boy. Uh, I mean, just absolutely bearing West Ham. And, I mean, the icing on the cake was Declan Rice in the 65th minute. Uh, just an absolute screamer from outside the box. Uh, he had to even hush the celebrations uh, to the crowd and to the players. Uh, classy gesture by him. Didn't have to do that. But, um, I mean, just a dominant performance by the Gunners. West Ham, uh, you know, earlier in the season had knocked us out of the Carabao Cup. And uh, they had beaten us 
at home at the Emirates. So uh, I know the squad was certainly chomping at the bit to get back at them and get one back. And we did so in emphatic fashion. Uh, and that was uh, the record uh, for goal scored in an away match for Arsenal uh, in the Premiership. So, um, you know, big up to the whole team there. And then we went away to Burnley, uh, you know, bottom of the table team, um, you know, never overlook your opponent. But I mean, just absolutely blowing them out of the water. Five nil, um, you know, Martin Odegaard, Bukayo Saka getting a brace, uh, Leandro Trossard, uh, who we started at striker, uh, which I certainly liked, uh, and Kai Havertz uh, getting a great solo effort there. Uh, and all those people, uh, I forgot to mention in the West Ham game, Bukayo Saka again getting another brace, um, Gabrielle, as well as Saliba, our two center backs each getting a goal for themselves. Uh, Leandro Trossard getting goal in addition to Declan Rice against West Ham. So, um, you know, uh, what I'm really liking that I'm seeing from Arsenal is, you know, we're not relying on just one sole person to score the ball. Kind of echoing what you're saying, Alex, with like Holland, right? Where, you know, last year, you know, he scored so many goals. And I mean, it was incredible to watch. Great player. Um, but you know, when someone like that goes down on injury, that's where, you know, doubt starts to creep in, right. Where you're like, okay, we're going to get all these goals from. And, uh, so I, I've really liked what I've seen from Arsenal where we've really spread it around. And, um, you know, I think that's what, uh, makes you the most dangerous team, uh, because, you know, no team can really afford to double up on any one player, uh, cause they don't know where the ball is going to be coming from. Uh, so definitely, definitely great. Uh, and with those two uh, wins, uh, that actually gets our goal differential up to the best uh, in the league uh, with 36. Um, so just one more than Liverpool uh, City sitting at 31 on goal differential and uh, two points behind Liverpool. And I know, obviously, Man City has a game in hand here. Um, so they could leapfrog us uh, by one point if they uh, if you guys win tomorrow. Um, but, you know, Certainly needed not just those wins, but uh, to bump that goal differential up. Um, that's so important uh, going for a deep title run where, uh, you know, I, I really think this is going to come down to the wire, you know, barring any injury setbacks for three of our teams. Um, it, it's really shaping up to be a great season. Go, go, go ahead, Alexi. You probably have something uh, more of substance to say than I do. No, I, I was just going to ask, you know, Rob, what what has been, if you could identify anything, maybe as a potential uh, difference in the squad, not only from last year, but just, you know, a couple of months ago where they were struggling to find any consistency on offense and went through a little bit of a lull. Uh, it doesn't sound like the squad too much has changed, but uh, the output certainly has changed. So, um, and, and not maybe your opinion, but you know what? Just what have you what have you seen uh, that's different, or is it just simply they're they're putting it in the back of the net where they weren't before? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I, I think it's a few things. Um, above all, though, I, I think it's just belief, um, and you know that comes uh, as you go later on in a season. You know, your team is playing together. Uh, you know, your off season acquisitions starting to gel. Uh, with the returning players um, and, and you just start to build chemistry, right? But 
you know, going into the season, you know, obviously there was a lot of hype with Arsenal because of the, um, you know, off-season transactions we did. Um, so, you know, there were a lot of headlines, a lot of people talking about things. You know, we had our whole, you know, Ramsdale versus Raya goalkeeping debacle, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, I, I think really it's not only just the belief, but it's just the team believing in each other right and just like hey this is our squad we're gonna all of us as individuals are going to do whatever we need to do for the team and you know just unselfish play right where you know anyone on our squad that's starting as well as numerous people on our bench uh can be starting for any other premier league team right other than uh outside of the top four even within the top four and i think that unselfish play um you know added with that sense of belief um has certainly you know silenced the doubters and just kind of let us concentrate on our own game right and insulate us uh from just you know the static and the noise that's coming from outside i think that'll that'll slingshot us over uh to a completely different uh top five league um and as, as luke alluded to uh the very first I mean, really, non Premier League talk that we've had on the show, uh, at but least not, but not the Farmers League. Talking. But not the Farmers League. Never the no, they Farmers got, League. They got farms in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Austin. Finally, we we can we can actually showcase you here after we're done with all our shit. <laughs> a bunch of protests over there too in the Farmers District too. Yeah, no, it's crazy over there. <laughs> so I'm sitting there going like, I don't know, it might be. Oh, the French know how to riot. Let me tell you. <laughs> I saw actually, I saw a picture today, and it was it was just a bunch of Lego heads, just Lego people's heads, and it was like French Revolution Lego set. <laughs> it was it was awesome. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is, we're not talking about. We've already spent more time talking about France than I've wanted to on this show. So, <laughs> Bayern. Uh, I mean, there's three there's three other people on this show, and their their teams are all three Champions League caliber. Mine mine is not. We we're like SpongeBob, or we're like Squidward in the house watching SpongeBob and Patrick run around. Well, I'd argue right now that there is only two worthy of being in the Champions League right now. Just frankly, what with what Bayern's been going through probably the past month or so, there's been so many changes and disgruntled players and the fans for being fans of the gold standard of German football right now. It's been frustrating to watch. The past three games we've played, we got smacked around by Leverkusen 3-0, lost to Lazio, which... They're a good team, and Rob was trying to make me feel better by saying that they're a very good team at home. Nonetheless, I was very upset. And then to lose to Bochum very recently, too. Uh, I'm, I'm a little worried about the future right now, and I, I don't have high hopes for the rest of the season. I don't expect us to win a Bundesliga this year, and we'll be lucky if we make it out of the round of 16 for the Champions League, I think. On on that note, Austin, uh, let's just back up real quick, and I, I will have some questions to ask you about, you know, how you're feeling about Bayern this season and kind of your take on it. But um, just bring it back, you know, obviously American guy, uh, you are an NC State Wolfpacker um, like us as well. Uh, but I mean, what got you into being a Bayern supporter? Just because naturally, you know, most American soccer fans uh, gravitate towards the Premier League. You know, same language. It's, uh, you know, closer by one or two time zones than Germany. Um, 
I mean, I guess what got you into Byron and, you know, does that also influence your international allegiances when it comes to uh, supporting in the World Cup? So I'll try to answer all those questions uh, in reverse, probably. It uh, it absolutely does in the World Cup situation. While I still am a proud American fan when it comes to the World Cup, and I think we've already spoken in the past, we're absolutely buying tickets when they come in 2026. Uh, I definitely root for Germany in 2014. That was a great year. Bastian Schweinsteiger is my favorite footballer of all time that I've been able to see play. And then Thomas Muller right now is my current one. I actually got a uh, jersey of his this past Christmas, and I didn't have a Bayern jersey before that, believe it or not. And I was unbelievably stoked. But how I got into it was um, I grew up playing soccer, and all of my teammates, obviously a lot of them gravitated towards the Premier League teams. Like you said, a lot of them Liverpool fans too. And uh, a lot of them Liverpool and Chelsea, not a lot of Man City, not Man U, none Tottenham, but I was very familiar with that league. And then uh, one year we uh, actually went over to England to play some games. And what we were supposed to do is we were supposed to go to Germany afterwards to go to the World Cup. So I had started watching a little bit of Bundesliga then. And I really liked the style of play. And then being, you know, a younger kid, I was a little bit of a bandwagon fan, saw that, you know, Bayern Munich is this really cool team. I liked the color of their jerseys. Okay, I'm going to be a fan of them. And I've just stuck with them. I haven't gotten off that bandwagon. I don't ever plan on it. Even if they fall down, I'm going to stick with them right till I, right till I die. But I, I love watching them. No, that's that's fair. I mean, uh, no, that that's a cool cool origin story there. I mean, it's crazy to think that probably back then when you first started watching them, it's crazy that uh, Thomas Mueller was probably start, just starting to play then. Uh, was he on Byron at that point or was that a little before? He was not on it when I first started watching them, but he wasn't too long after. Yeah, that's it's just wild that he's still playing. And I mean, he's still in great form as well. It's not like he's, uh, you know, he, he's getting up there in age, but um, you know, he, he certainly, you know, still, still doing his thing there, but, um, so, so to bring it fast forward here, uh, as you mentioned, you know, Bayern, uh, you know, losing, uh, head to head against Leverkusen three nil, um, you know, that's who you're in the Tyler race against right now. Um, that's a crucial, uh, match to drop points to head to head. Um, and you know, the, the loss to Lazio one nil. You know, Lazio have a very, very strong home record. So, um, you know, keeping in mind that you're going to have to run it back uh, in Germany. Um, you know, I, I could see you guys getting a convincing 2-1, 3-1 win, just given all this uh, stuff going on. I mean, just in general, like, what are your thoughts on this Bayern squad? Obviously, they brought in uh, Harry Kane. Uh, <laughs> a lot of memes going on the internet right now that, Harry Kane, he's finally done it. He's brought Tottenham to the Bundesliga um, as uh, Bayern Munich are starting to choke. Uh, but, I mean, you know, is this a personnel issue with players? Is there something, you know, different you'd like to see? Um, you know, there's questions being asked of Thomas Tuchel. You know, is it a management thing? Um, yeah, I guess just, like, what are your thoughts in general? You know, what would you like to see with Bayern? And, like, what have you, based on what you've seen this season? Well, so to put it bluntly, I don't think it's just 
one singular thing that's going to resolve this issue they're going with right now. The writing, I think, has kind of been on the wall maybe the past couple, couple of years since Lewandowski left. And then after he left, they brought in Harry Kane. They brought in Delete. I still can't even pronounce his name properly. He was arguably our best defenseman last year, and he came in with Nagelsmann. And then this past year, we got rid of him. And with that, we're not using our best players, I think, properly, to be blunt. We're not using Harry Kane the way that I'd like to see him be used. Like, we're not utilizing him nearly as much as we should. And we're at a point where there seems to be this disconnect between players and coach. You have recently, there's whispering going around that player leadership, such as Muller, Kimmich, Goretzka, some of the future of this German gold standard team is not standing by their leader. You still have Neuer there and the CEO sticking up for him, but now it almost seems like it's this thing that it goes, players are against their coach. So I don't know what's going to happen. And the organization is not intending to get rid of Tuchel either. He's going to stick around. That's where, what all of the recent news has been about. So now it's a matter of Harry Kane is reportedly very unhappy. And obviously that I think is spreading around the team a little bit. I hope that things can take a step in the right direction. They have a very big game uh, this upcoming Saturday against the team that, to quote my brother, <laughs> he chose to root for to spite me in Leipzig. And uh, they're a good team. I think that uh, I'm very curious to see how they do against Leipzig, uh, especially since they're going to be missing um, both Alfonso Davies and Upamecano for that game, who just recently got the red card against uh, Bochum. And so I think it's going to be really telling. If we do well in that game, I might have higher hopes. If we do poorly, if we lose by multiple goals, I'm going to be pretty sad. And I'll go into that Champions League game with absolutely no expectations. But that might be a good thing, too. So we'll see. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a fair analysis, too, with, um, you know, RB Leipzig. You know, they're always uh, a stalwart in the Bundesliga. And like you said, I think it's a good litmus test for you guys to bounce back. And, you know, it's a long, grueling season, right? Obviously, we talk a lot about the Prem on here and, you know, premiership teams are competing in, you know, various other competitions, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, um, you know, the uh, Champions League or Europa League, um, depending on where they're at. Um, and, you know, the same goes for uh, other leagues as well, right? Um, you know, in the, not just in the Bundesliga, but there's a lot of competitions that Bayern um, is in. And, you know, sometimes teams go through slumps, right? And, uh, you know, the great teams find a way to bounce back. You know, all of our teams, you know, Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool have all done that uh, season to season, uh, just depending on it. So, um, you know, I, I can see Bayern bouncing back, but um, definitely uh, I, I would not mind a draw in the quarterfinals against Bayern uh, for my Arsenal Gunners. I'll put it that way. I don't blame you. And to... Be very honest, I think Arsenal is going to have no problems getting through the round of 16. They look great right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, Port Portugal is a very tough place to play. Uh, Porto is a, a great club. Uh, I mean, s somehow Pepe is still playing. Uh, I mean, he looks 
he looks like a skeleton. He looks like um, what's the the Red Skull villain <laughs> from Captain from uh, Captain America, just without the red on there. Um, but yeah, I mean Porto, they're a great squad, and I think this is a good transition. Um, we can talk about other uh, some of the Champions League fixtures that have already happened for this first leg, as well as um, some that are coming up later this week. Yeah. But real quick, uh, Rob. Or go just ahead. A, just a, an update. You mentioned Europa League, which Liverpool in which Liverpool is participating. Um, but uh, we we are a seated side in the uh, in the last sixteen, um, and we will draw one of the knockout playoff round matches. Um, the current aggregates are Feyenoord versus AS Roma one and one, Galatasaray versus Sparta Prague three to two, Shakhtar Donetsk versus Marseille two to two, Sporting CP versus Young Boys three to one, Benfica versus Toulouse two to one. Milan versus Ren Ren three nil, Len versus Freiburg nil nil, and Braga versus Karabag two to four. So, one of those sixteen teams will be Liverpool's opponent. But now I'll cede the floor to the to the the, the Champions League. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think I think Europa League is uh, the form that you guys are in this season, Luke. I think Europa League is yours to lose. Um, you know, which I, I think. Based on all teams that are in there, um, you guys should definitely get to the final at least. But um, I mean, just hoping that there's no injury setbacks. You know, fingers crossed. Right. I mean, I, I guess we can use this to kind of transition. But I did have a question for uh, Austin, just in terms of um, I, I've I've seen Kimmich, I've seen Musiala linked uh, in, in in some rumors to City in the summer. Uh, some some thought maybe maybe last summer, um, but is is this a normal amount of transfer away talk for Bayern? Because it feels like I hear about a lot more players um, being shopped, being sold, being interested in leaving. Uh, and I know you kind of alluded to there being some folks unhappy, but um, in, in terms of the amount of high contributing players is this a little bit of out of the ordinary in terms of quantity of players that are being shopped you hit the nail on the head the it's not uncommon to hear maybe one person of notable talent maybe being shopped again for example when Lewandowski left and we all collectively cried our eyes out but yeah this year it's it's a lot, especially considering it wasn't that long ago when these guys were all over social media talking about them being signed for four or five years at a time, and they're going to be the future of Bayern Munich. And now there's just this feeling on unease around the team. And I, when you have leagues like the Premier League that can give you an opportunity to go and win a Champions League or a Europa Cup or just trophies in general, and you are a very talented player and you can fit in on that team. I'm not really surprised they're looking and they are being shopped. Um, it's unfortunate. I think they have a very limited window to fix this issue. I agree. And, you know, I, I guess moving that into actual champions league, uh, we can start with, uh, start with Bayern, uh, the one, no loss to Lazio, but, you know, kind of like Rob said, they're good at home and this is a two leg type of thing. You get to play them, uh, back in Germany and, uh, all you, all you really need is a goal to just get back in it. Thank God they got rid of that dreadful, uh, away goal aggregate screw ball thing. Um, it's just, it's just goals now. Uh, what, what are your feelings about, 
you know, coming back to Germany and uh, playing this Lazio team with, uh, you know, all you know about the squad and now getting the advantage. It's almost like, you know, it, it's almost like uh, playing defense uh, in, in overtime in, in college football. It's almost an advantage to, all right, th- I know what I had to score. I'm back on my home side. I just got to go score that now. Um, how, how do you, how are you feeling going into this game in two weeks? I'd feel better if we weren't down. Uh, obviously I feel like that would, that's probably how every fan feels, but that being said, you're right on the money. We outshot them. We outpossessed them. There was a little bit of a disconnect with, you know, efficiency on the offensive side of the ball, but there's no reason we can't beat this team. We are the better team still, despite all of the issues that we're going through. And so I can see us getting through here. I did joke with Rob about a week ago that we might lose the Lazio. I just have this feeling and then that happened. But, yeah, like you said, being at a, a home versus away, there's a huge difference. I, I remember the crowd from when we played you guys last year, and it was just it, – it's something if you're not watching it on TV, you don't really understand between you guys and Leipzig. There's just it, – it's it's fanaticism over there. It's the seven-mile beer tunnels under the stadium that really, really help the crowd get all juiced up. Uh, and it's it's an intimidating place to play uh, any of those big spots in, in Germany. But uh, I've noticed it mostly in Bayern and uh, Leipzig. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a reason why my brother picked to choose for Leipzig over everyone else. I tried to get him to pick <laughs> because there's something to be said about their big yellow wall on their fan base as well. But I'd definitely be down in that beer tunnel chucking beers, though, before every single game if I was over there. Yeah, if you're if you're not a fan of red flares, uh, you're gonna have a bad time at Bayern Munich. What do you mean? I'm gonna have a great time. I'll give the beer to my freaking friends that aren't even the fans. I want them junk with me. Oh no, sorry, I meant the red flares. The the beer, of course. I mean, oh, to be a, to be a god, but I mean, uh, I don't know what it is about the Bundesliga, but like you guys always have like the craziest like flare shows going on, like random fireworks and stuff uh i'm pretty sure those are illegal <laughs> in the uk uh they when they crack down on hooliganism but um no bundesliga man like you guys always have um you know a lot of stuff going on in the crowd for sure so rob is this a telltale sign that you're not going to be shooting flares at me at the world cup hey never never say never uh, okay, I, I just i, I just hope it's not in fucking metlife stadium <laughs> in new jersey <laughs> I pray that that's not where we get stuck going. They'll score more than the Jets, at least. True. As a Rodgers fan, I think that that joke hits it right on the head. I love that joke so much. There's a Packers fan, I apologize. Eh, (laughs) what can you do? Uh, I'll go ahead and just, I mean... City City got the best draw of anybody in in this group. We got Copenhagen, I mean... PSV probably would have been similar, but um, FC Tobacco has, you know, they, they were pestiferous. I like to use that <laughs> word. Um, they were pestiferous with us. They had a little bit of like that La Liga, uh, nip at your heels, take little slide tackles, challenge the ref to whip out his card, um, make him question his life decisions between uh, between tackles. Just really, really annoying stuff. Um, got. Uh, Hurt hurt Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish had to come out. Hurt Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva had to come out. Um, hurt Phil Foden. Foden stayed in and you know made him pay for it. But uh, we have them in two weeks. I, 
it was it was an interesting environment. They had uh like security sirens going off whenever we touched. Uh like you said, they had flares. They just had like gunshots it sounded like going off in the background. Uh, I don't know how we stayed focused, but um ma- managed to net a couple of late ones in that one. Uh got a three one lead. Coming back to the fortress, I think we're good in that one. I'm not, you know, I, I don't like to put the cart before the horse, but I would be extremely surprised if the one game that we lose in the Etihad since 2022 is to FC Copenhagen with a 3-1 lead on aggregate. Um, so I, right now I'm just kind of – I'm hoping the best teams get picked off at this point. Uh, I'm kind of with Rob. I wouldn't mind grabbing Bayern right now just the way they're playing. Um, I, you know, uh, Dortmund or PSV would be great. I don't think either one of those teams are all that – uh, I, I think they're two kind of outliers in this field right now as well. Um, Porto, I'm I'm really interested in this Porto game because they they have some guys uh, that and they that, that Portuguese football man, it's so weird. It's it's unlike anything else that's played. It's not quite La Liga, not quite Italian league. It's just kind of its own its own beast. And if you don't play over there, you have no idea. There's a reason there are so many uh, Liga Nos players in the Premier League year after year. Uh, they're just so technical, so good, so high energy. Uh, so I'm really interested to watch uh, watch that matchup uh, develop for Arsenal and Porto. Yeah, um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, it it's definitely going to be a, a tough game uh, going to Portugal. Um, but, you know, again, just the form we've been on, uh, you know, we've scored 11 goals in the last two matches. Um, so, you know, confidence is riding high for the squad. Um, you know, we, we do have, uh, pretty much the same amount of injuries. Uh, unfortunately it looks like Zinchenko is going to be out for an undisclosed, uh, amount of time. Uh, he was having some issues with his calf that he's had previously. So, um, I will say that Jacob Kiwior came in and played tremendously against West Ham. Um, I've been... Uh, and and against Burnley as well. Uh, I mean, I've been very critical of him. You know, he was our, you know, basically fourth choice left back uh, behind Timber, Tom Yasu, Zin- and Zinchenko. Um, but you know, he he certainly stepped up. And uh, if he's going to be in the starting squad, uh, that's that's where I will have my worries against Porto uh, with. Because as you mentioned, Alex, uh, a lot of very technically talented players uh, in the Portuguese league. Um, so I think they'd be looking to exploit him there uh, because, unfortunately, Tom Yasu, while he is back uh, from the Asian Cup with Japan, um, he did uh, have a slight um, discomfort uh, in his leg. And, you know, obviously he went out on injury last year. So, uh, you know, Arteta didn't want to push that. But uh, other than that, I mean, it, everyone's playing well. So I, I think if the the team plays to the best of its ability, um, you know, and if we get ahead early, you know, one or two goals up, um, you know, that that's the best thing we can do, uh, bring it back to the Emirates and at least uh, being ahead by a goal or two. Uh, but definitely a, a good matchup. It's going to be a physical matchup, but, um, you know, physical matchups is, uh, that's something that Arsenal are not going to shy away from uh, and definitely going to be fireworks. Um, I, I'm not going to lie, other than, uh, you know, our matchup here, I gotta say, um, the Real Madrid Le- Leipzig match was, I mean, that, that was, that was nuts. Honestly, Real got pretty lucky 
Um, I think they got a questionable call um, that led to their goal. But, uh, I mean, Leipzig, I, I honestly think really outplayed them. You know, it was played in Germany, so they're going to bring it back uh, to the Bernabeu. Um, so, you, you know, obviously I think Real is going to win it that way there. But, I mean, Leipzig pushed them. And so it, it's starting to show some chinks in some of the, uh, you know, favorite teams in the tournament. Uh, PSG uh, getting a solid win over Real Sociedad. Um, you know, Real are, you know, they're a fantastic team as well. Uh, but uh, I mean, Mbappe just doing Mbappe things, despite, you know, you know, a couple of weeks ago announcing that he would be leaving PSG. Um, he certainly uh, doesn't lack passion for his team. You know, it's still that season and, uh, you know, he has yet to win the Champions League. So, um, you know, definitely, definitely like what I saw from Mbappe there. And, um, you know, that's PSG. Uh, you know, as much as we make fun of them, I wouldn't mind getting a draw against them in the round of 16. But, you know, if Mbappe is, you know, motivated and hungry, um, you know, that that's one player I really would not like to match up against, uh, you know, Jacob Kiwior, for example. No kidding. Uh, I, I kind of I kind of selfishly just want to go up against Real Madrid again after last year um, because I. Heard a lot of talk about them last year, and they we just kind of kicked them in the teeth. Uh, and we've hear a lot, a lot of talk about them this year, and rightfully so. Jude Bellingham is, I mean, you can go ahead and claim he's the best player in the world. I'm not saying it; you can definitely claim it. Um, they have a really, really strong squad. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how these next, uh, how the next draw goes. Of course, we still have uh, two rounds for a, a lot of teams left, um, but. I, I'm just curious. This is a very interesting field. There's, you know, the the, the two uh, Eredivisie teams are just kind of off on their own. I th- I think everyone else here could beat anybody else on a given day. At la- I was going to say throw Lazio out, but Lazio did that. No, if, I wasn't trying to throw shade. Um, but you know, it, just in general, this is it, this is a very very strong sixteen. One of the stronger sixteens I've seen in a while. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I think Napoli are going to beat Barcelona. Uh, that's my further uh, round of 16. You know, hmm. call you can call it an upset in quote marks. Uh, but, you know, obviously uh, Barcelona haven't been playing that well this season um, in La Liga and just all around uh, going through a slump. Um, I could certainly see uh, Napoli, especially with Oshiman at the helm in striker position. Um, uh, I, I believe mean, what I, you're trying I, to say. I believe what sorry, but I believe what you're trying to say is don't sleep on Napoli. <laughs> Damn right. I'm <laughs> some uh, cash for that game if you're down cuz I I think Napoli's going to get torn apart. I, interesting. I all these first leg games I think you Barcelona's going to blow them out of the water. Mm, interesting. I I'd be willing to put a wager on that gentleman's yeah, bet. Uh, well, we're on the we're on the mic, so if there's a, there's a place to do it. It's here. <laughs> Not <laughs> no, like a tenor or twenty. Yeah, nothing too major. But fifty you know. quid, fifty quid, fifty <laughs> quid. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna say, uh, you know, do it in uh ten Spanish euros because it's not worth shit. I mean, do we have to wait till March eleventh to bet legally here, even if it's over a podcast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> le- legally, yes. <laughs> Fair. I guess we'll like hold true to it. 
and after it's eleventh. Of course, gentlemen's gentlemen's bet. Of course, the set the second leg of Barcelona Napoli is March twelfth, so you can legally make it on March eleventh and still be uh, unsure of who's going to win that. Perfect. Uh, But this isn't your daddy's Barcelona, though. So uh, you know what? Watch watch your quid or whatever the slang is for it. Um, and, And. the three two drop to Antwerp in their last match. Uh Shakhtar Donetsk knocked knocked him off uh two matches ago. Uh bold saying that they're going to absolutely shred Napoli. <laughs> it is. It, no, I understand. That's, that's bold strategy, just, Cotton. I just of all the teams that I've seen play recently, I haven't liked the way Napoli's played in the Champions League. They played Union Berlin and Braga's a good team, so I'm not gonna really rip on them, but they only had a one goal differential. And it seems like their defense really struggles with high quality attackers. They have, I know Lewandowski hasn't been, you know, his best, but he's still Robert Lewandowski. I, so I think he's going to come out of this game with at least one goal. Hey, it's 11 11. Make a wish, Austin. No, <laughs> I never make <laughs> if anything. I prefer bad luck. Fair enough. Well, well you've, de- you've had plenty of that. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm <laughs> used to it this year. All You're my joy in life kind of going down in flames right now too. I'm, I'm glad the Canes won tonight. So, <laughs> yep, yep. The, uh, the other matchup. Um, I mean, to be honest, kind of what you were saying, Alex. Like this is a crazy stacked uh, round of sixteen. Um, you know, two lower seeded teams that you know don't get all the attention, but PSV versus Dortmund is a fantastic matchup in terms of parity. Um, I, I think that one's going to come down to the wire in the second leg. Um, the, they're both, you know, Dortmund, I would give the edge in that just because they have more experience in the Champions League. Uh, but, I mean, PSV was in Arsenal's group in Champions League, had a good showing. You know, Arsenal was the class of the group. But, um, I mean, teams from the Eredivisie in the Dutch League uh, certainly do not shy away from big opponents. And that was on full display in our group. Uh, where they're able to, um, you know, persevere over uh, last year's Europa League champions of Sevilla. So, um, you know, I- I'm definitely looking forward to that matchup. And then, of course, uh, Inter versus Atletico, uh, two very dangerous teams. Um, you know, my eyes are going to be peeled to the TV for every matchup coming up. Dude, my favorite thing about that one is at least one of them has to go home. I am so with you. Those are some of the most annoying games to play against in the entire world, and at least one of them is going home. Uh, I, how, how do you say bye 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 in Italian? Uh, I I don't know gabagoo, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Would yeah, I'd love, what to, is, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Inter get. Would it just be chow, chow, yeah, I think it's chow, 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 chow. Chow. yeah. <laughs> It's like the Italian version of InSync is like, be gone now. Ciao, ciao, ciao. I'm going crazy here today, guys. I have to hear all this damn EPL or uh, UCL talk, and my my team doesn't even get to taste it. <laughs> you made it next well, year. Well, yeah, true, true. will be out soon, so no worries. Rob, yeah. if you don't mind, I can go back to that Borussia Dortmund thing. I, I agree with you full-heartedly. People like, don't realize Borussia Dortmund just probably came out on top of what was the hardest group in Champions League. True, and, that group of death. Yeah. That was crazy with Newcastle, PSG, Dortmund, and who was the fourth team? Newcastle. Oh, wait, no, uh, Milan, AC Milan. Milan. So, oh, that's right. That was a crazy group. And, yeah, they did finish on top. Yeah. And then PSG. Only one outright loss. Yeah. 
And PSV is much better than people give them credit for. So if there's still a game left in this first leg that I'd like to see, it's that one. Part part of that is I'm rooting for PSV, but the other part is I do think it'll be a very good game. Absolutely. Uh, these, these names just sound like STDs. <laughs> PSV, <laughs> PSG, uh, I don't know, Napoli, that could be one. <laughs> I mean, who knows what Borussia means, honestly. <laughs> you don't that's want to Borussia Dortmund, that's all I know. <laughs> that's hilarious. Their nickname well, is the Big Yellow Wall for a reason. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys... Do you guys have any uh, bull predictions for uh, Champions League in general? Or, um, you know, is there... Because obviously, you know, Real is always the favorite every year just because they are. Um, but with this round of 16, like, um, you know, I, I kind of said that I think Barcelona is going to get knocked out by Napoli, you know, call an upset, if you will. But do you guys have any other bull predictions you think... Um, going to the quarters or semis or finals teams that maybe you think might make a run arsenal arsenal in the finals calling it now i'm glad someone else said it not me yep <laughs> i'll follow suit before I, I i dip out of here i gotta dip out of here in a minute but um i'm gonna say man city uh will uh will will do really well what a take <laughs> I mean, they've got their two best players healthy, right? Like it, it, yeah. everything, everything should everything should come together from here. You just want to you just want to see another video of Jack Grealish. Oi, not the Gucci bag. I want to see the turkey get fed, man. I want to see the turkey <laughs> get fed. <laughs> there was no be no better sight, much better than watching like Real Madrid do that again. I I I'm gonna say we're gonna have a team that has won a one or less Champions Leagues win this champions league i like that one that's fair probably not what some of you want to hear but you know <laughs> it is what i'm all for it yeah. <laughs> i'm on the bandwagon so i, so I know you are <laughs> yeah actually it would be it would be uh crazy if mbappe uh you know on his year of leaving psg were to win a champions league and then dip which you know, right now he is definitely the the goat apparent. Um, just you know, with his uh, accolades on the French team. But I mean, dude, if if he was able to take PSG to a final, I wouldn't like it. But uh, I mean, credit credit to the individual killing Mbappe, Senor Frog of the French team. <laughs> I'm gonna take you back. That's awful. Uh, Pepe Frog, yeah, man. <laughs> dude, he does look like Pepe Frog. I, absolutely, a hundred percent. Uh, I'm, my last thing here, I'm going to ask everyone outside of your, without your team, what is the best Champions League final matchup uh, that, that you would hope for? If your team can't make it, what's the best one you would watch? I mean, Real, Man City, uh, that, that would be the best final if it can't be Arsenal. I would say Real versus um, Bayern. Yeah. I mean that would be cool, and we'd have somebody with skin in the game. I just I think that would be cool. <clears throat> I think I'm not even going to put Bayern in there. I was going to put PSG versus Man City, just with Mbappe uh, departing the team, and I think he's probably right now the best player in the world. I want it to be two teams from uh, from this like sim from different countries, but nearby <laughs> countries. 
you know, like not not necessarily borders, but at least nearby. There would be some novelty there too. See, I I want the secret sneaky storyline of PSG versus Real Madrid. Like one of the last games Mbappe plays for PSG is against the team he's Ooh. probably going to go to. That is a good storyline. That, that would be awesome. Of, would cliffhanger, that. cliffhanger, dun dun <laughs> dun dun. dun. <laughs> well, Austin, it thanks just... a lot for joining us, man. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Seriously. Yeah, enjoyed it. Maybe we'll get back to the pool table at some point soon with uh, some ice cold uh, Pepsi colas and and whatnot. Um, Rob, actually, right, we think we got Rob to thank. Rob's the one who actually brought him on. So Rob Jordan doing the Lord's Absolutely. work for the right. Gosh, I got to be honest. I was hammered when that was happening too. I, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> uh, you guys will be. Uh, it'll be interesting to know you were both hammered at London Bridge at the Euro final that unfortunately <laughs> England lost to Italy, where you were both there. Austin, however, was in his crew scarf rocking the red and white for England, which I do appreciate it. Looking like, uh, what's that character? You got the picture of you. It's like, not Fousey. I can't remember, but it was hilarious. (laughs) Thanks a lot, everyone, for joining us here on the right hosh. We'll have another right hash episode next week, and just fun to have other teams and other perspectives. So for Austin Friend, Rob Jordan, and Alex Thompson, I'm Luke Ned Carney. We'll talk to you next time from the Nasser Alexander Kuchenki Studios.